0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Gathering of Gatchas, the podcast that outlives the game it talks about. What is this hijack? Well, it's Renacle, uh talking to you
1: directly, along with. Hi,
2: I'm Galen, the Sound Guy Firestone. And I'm Dez. Welcome,
1: everybody.
0: There's something wrong with this order, isn't it?
1: Well, it's it's different than usual. It's it's a little it's a little different.
2: It might um, take some getting used to.
0: Yeah, yep. certainly. I know I'll have some time having to get used to it, but there we go. Uh, so let's first uh, talk about ourselves a little. Yup. And
1: the podcast. Yes, let's indeed. So. um... Earlier this year, I announced on my Discord that I intended to take a step back from commentating on this show in particular. Um, there's a bunch of different reasons for that. Uh, the biggest one is really just motivation. I... Uh, I do enjoy this show quite a bit, but um, since I stopped playing gotchas regularly, I found myself with less and less to say. And because I had less and less to, to say, to have things to say, right? Yeah. Um I found myself diving into just researching arbitrarily or not a world that I was largely trying to leave behind for mental health reasons. Um so for a few months now I felt very burned out on this show because it's very It's just very antithetical to what I was trying to be as a person, unfortunately. So, I find myself in a scenario where I'm talking about things I have no passion for, except for the one game I'm paying attention to. When I first started this show, I originated it as a little more hard-hitting and a little more discussion-based about, um, you know, the nature of gacha games and how they're evolving, And I feel like we've done that less and less. And we haven't had as many great topics like the UK report about... um, Like the UK report about gotcha gaming in kids and whatnot. Uh, And it just got to the point where I realized I wasn't having fun with it anymore. On top of that, uh, I finally got Music Arcade off the ground. Which I'm very, very passionate about. Very, very happy with. Um, And it just felt like it was time for me to take a step back from commentating not show up in every episode anymore um overall
0: at the start of the lead you just went ahead and cut a link to a few of things that apparently seemed to burden you and that was pretty courageous i think
1: yeah um so what does that mean for the show? Well, for one thing, as you saw from the new intro and the new streaming setup, Ranaquel will be taking over as uh, lead commentator full-time. Thank you very much.
0: You're welcome. Uh, I couldn't refuse once you send me my Star Trek reference right back at me.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, I it took me a few days for that one to click, but I remembered all good things. <laughs> so I'm like, wait a minute, Riker being in charge of the Enterprise was not a bad thing at all. Um, um,
0: don't we need to remember all good things these days?
1: Oh boy, howdy, do we. Um, and then. Uh, the decision uh, was uh, unanimous.
0: I checked with everyone. Everyone is okay.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. I think yeah, Rachel will do a great job on it. And, uh, you know, he's been uh, doing a pretty good job on. Yeah. Uh, you know. Kind of keeping us on track. Uh, yeah. Whenever some of the rest of us not were not necessarily as into it so
1: rana has been essentially in charge um for about a year now and this just kind of formalizes it
2: i don't know about a whole year but it's been a while yeah it's
1: been a while it feels like a whole year but then again that last year feels like a (laughs) decade so
2: yeah i mean
1: (laughs) by 2020 don't let the
2: door hit you on your way out yeah no kidding (laughs) um
1: Uh, so, for the record, this does not mean that I'm leaving the show. I will be appearing less often, but I will still be appearing. It'll be a situation similar to Ryan. Um, and then I'll be still behind the scenes as the producer and editor. Uh, then obviously every two weeks I'm still gonna be doing music arcade, so it's not like I'm retiring from podcasting in general. Um, it just felt like time to move on from this one for me. Um. Fair. And it really you know, I will say one thing about this show is it really did help me recognize that I had a problem.
0: And I think that's something we're going to keep up uh, in. uh... By the way, one of the essentially mission statements I see for the show, uh, even if we're not covering hard-hitting topics, even if we're not covering regulations and the likes, uh, one of the things that I really enjoy and one of the reasons why I just really like that the show exists is that ultimately playing gacha games is in well playing gacha games in general is uh, more of a personal isolated thing Uh, with each game having its own community of course but a lot of time those communities contribute to the spending factor anyway Uh, and are maintained as a way sort of to uh, kind of encourage uh, uh, things inside of this game. But it's my hope that by talking over several different games uh, to just put some of the elements of these games more into light, more into discussion, to take them away from obscurity, and uh, as a result, to have them be less mm, something you want to hide on the cover. So, or even something you need to be, for certain person, maybe even ashamed of. Because ultimately, we don't just play these games because of the spending aspect. We play these games kind of inside of the, in spite of the monetization, And uh, because there's artistry, there's design, there's a lot of things that we really like about this game and that deserve to be talked about. And, uh, yeah, I just think that uh, the more things are discussed, the less insidious harm they can make. Mm Mm-hmm. Like in cards.
2: Yeah.
1: I I would say that's a pretty strong mission statement to be perfectly honest um so now that we've had to talk about the present and the future let's take a quick look at the past specifically where the heck have we been the last six weeks to two months
0: yes that's a good point as well
1: um so I'm going to apologize because there were a few different factors that Contributed to us falling off the map, one of which was Music Arcade, and me trying to get that off the ground, and me having to push back that first episode, like, three times after I finally hit the button and said, we're doing this, dang it! Um, somehow in the midst of that, I completely lost track of scheduling gotchas. Entirely. You're not alone in that. Yep. Uh, and then, two weeks ago or so, we tried to do an episode and Kite just had, like, absolutely bizarre technical difficulties. Um. And I just could not figure out how to fix it. And, like, I didn't know how to move forward with that. And now on top of that, Kite isn't here today because he's sick. Uh, he has the flu, he's fine, it's not COVID. Uh, he did get a COVID test and it was negative. Um. But, Still, he's sick. It sucks. Wish him well. Hope he gets better soon, buddy. Um But yeah, with my I don't want to say retirement, but with my
0: mm, change. Of,
1: yeah. Hiatus. With my hiatus. I don't even want to call it a hiatus because I'm still gonna be around. With my change okay. of circ- I don't know what to call it. Whatever. My change of
0: were you entering the magical world of not having OBS running doing the recordings and everything?
1: Yeah, that is so weird. I'm looking at OBS in my taskbar, and it's just not open. And I'm just like, <laughs> that's weird. I'm not used to that. <laughs> um... Yeah, um... So, it, it, was, it was time to come back together and actually do an episode and actually talk about, you know, all of that. Um and to start our new our new version of this show our new paradigm which yeah. i'm personally very much looking forward to i think Rana's gonna do a great job thank you
0: i agree uh and one of the things uh talking about the future i would really like to resume as well well as i said resume we've done it one time but i would like to have it happen every now and then which should be more Easy because of the uh, new schedule where it's going to be every two weeks. Uh, I don't know if you remember uh, the release of that Dragon Quest gacha game. And I went and investigated it, basically played it for a week and reported on it. And I thought that was a pretty good section and something we could maybe do as part of a rotation or some sort.
1: Honestly, that's something that I've always wanted to do insofar as, um, it was something I always wanted to do, but it was just hard to ask people to, hey, play a new video game for two weeks.
0: Yeah, yeah, especially a game like that.
1: Yeah, Uh, especially once I discovered that I had a gambling addiction problem, I couldn't do it. Like, that was, that would just be incredibly dangerous behavior for me in particular, so I'd have to ask you guys to do it, and that just felt bad at that point.
0: Yeah, as far as I'm concerned, if we do this golden rule... Not a single cent is allowed to be spent during the week's review. If you want to keep playing the game after that, you do you, but. Yeah, I, I think, think it that's... would be best uh, on an ethical level and on an investment level uh, to only report on the free to play experience for this, uh, the new game or old game uh, reviews uh, that we're going to talk about. I say old game 2, for instance, I'd love to do a feature on Puzzle and Dragons for, at some point. Yeah. Even though it's a 10 year old game, but uh, that's a curiosity in itself, in a game in a genre where many games are so short lived. So yeah, several plans bubbling around, uh, I'm basically using the hiatus and change of management to it as an excuse to throw some things around and see what sticks
1: I'd like that very much um, now I do have a question that I don't think we've actually addressed um, go on so are you Kite and Dez going to be the only permanent commentators I'm not even sure Des would be considered permanent considering his work schedule or are we going to try to find a new permanent com- commentator to add to the team I think,
0: given uh, Ryan mentioned that his step back is going to last, uh, and uh, Kates uh, being uh, very uh, issues prone uh, between the fact that uh, his household doesn't necessarily uh, uh, understand and accept his activities and uh, the technical issues and so on, uh, basically, I think if we keep it at just the hosts we have, it's unreliable. Unreli- so yes, I would like to recruit someone else. And if you're interested, don't hesitate to hit me up, either in the Gavin Observations uh, channel in uh, Galen's Game Group Discord channel, or in private, and we'll cut something out.
1: I'm excited, new blood, I like it. Yeah More blood Okay, that was <clears throat>
0: Uh Navin, Speaking about bloody massacres Uh shall we get on to talking about games
1: Sure, that's about as fitting a transition as we can get. It's <laughs> all I have Fair enough. Take it away with some Arknight things. Wow, no FFBE recap of the week, because I don't think any of us are playing FFBE right now.
2: Yeah, right now. I, I haven't just played FFBE don't... in a year and a half.
1: Yeah, me neither, really.
0: I haven't really touched it since the start of the holiday event.
1: All right. So I'm going to just... I have like three months of Arknight stuff to go over, and I'm just going to yeah. power through them as quickly as I can. Okay, so I'm going to power through these real quick, because it's been a while, so let's go ahead and start. Uh, hey, we had a rerun of Granny and the Knight's Treasure. Get your Granny. Oh wait, you can't. The event's over. Oh hey, we had Dark Knight's <laughs> Memoir, finally. Go roll for Phantom. Oh wait, you can't. That banner's gone. Go get your Sidoroka. She's awesome. Oh wait, you can't. That event's over. Oh hey, we had a first anniversary stream. Quick recap. Hey, as a, v- a VTuber now. That's cute. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> we have so the I anniversary. So I take you it
0: you're not really into the whole VTuber thing, right?
1: I don't care. I gotta be honest. It's just always struck me as weird, but... Yes. Whatever. Okay. I- I'm
0: not saying that as in you dislike it. I'm saying that as in you didn't get on the train and understand
1: it the way...
0: I- that's the way i am
1: fair enough no i i don't but then again i'm i'm old school like that just people you being can on a take camera up is cool uh, yes, that was brutal anyway we had the first anniversary that just wrapped a few days ago uh and that involved w a the second limited unit who is now once again gone sorry uh, and Weedy, who is not gone, and sh- they're both awesome. Um, oh, so we done from
0: Gavin of Gatchas the shows that told you about the units you can't have anymore.
2: <sighs> Sorry. <laughs> we missed so much. There were so we many really things I did. wanted to talk about. We really about. did miss a, a good bit of uh, Arknights. Like, for, yeah, a game so... that move, for a game that moves relatively slowly, it's been moving kind of fast recently, not gonna lie.
0: I heard about that, actually. Um... Just that some people seem to... Well... ...perceive a bit of an acceleration of sorts.
1: Yeah, now there are a couple things we can talk about. Like, actively. (laughs) Item number one, Chapter 7 has released. Uh, I'm not all the way through, but the maps are really good. Obviously, get your primes from clearing stages, which you're going to need. Um... I haven't fought the boss yet of Chapter Seven, but I hear the boss is a jerk, and I'm looking forward to fighting him. <laughs> um. Uh,
0: regarding, sorry to roll back a little yes. bit, but regarding the all the units that uh, were released, and that people can't have anymore. Okay. Well. Uh. Only one of as them. A, as a whole. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't mean to go after every unit or anything, but as a whole, do you think that there's some new niche that have been filled or some meta changes like that they may be because Arknight doesn't really do power creep a lot?
1: Okay, so Grani was the very first free character in Arknights. Uh, She was the very first event unit uh, in Grani and the Knight's Treasure, and I... She is a, um, DP on kill, uh, vanguard, who can turn herself into a block two AOE vanguard, which is a highly unique ability, which is only replaced by the extremely rare six-star bagpipe. Um, is she a new meta? No, she's kind of the oldest meta. Her attack is a little on the low side, and obviously she's deeply imperfect. But she's...
0: But she can turn into an off-tank, basically.
1: Yeah, no, she can turn into an off-tank, and she's a solid enough unit that I use her and continue to use her a lot. Um. And this is for a character who's nearly a year old, which in Gotcha Land is absolutely gigantic. That's an eternity. Yeah. Um. She does get replaced by a six-star, but that six-star is obviously a six star and thus rare Mm -hmm. um the second free unit i mentioned sidoroka is a block one arts guard she's utterly skippable um she's got a lot of self-sustain but she doesn't really do anything that moose the four star arts guard i'm a gotcha and in the recruitment and asthesia the five star arts guard she doesn't sidoroka doesn't do anything either of those two don't do so you can i you could largely ignore her um, if you missed her, that doesn't mean anything. As for the banner that was on that event, Phantom is a standard six-star. You could off-banner the guy. Eventually, he'll be on the distinction shop. Shrug.
0: I um, was worried for a moment. You, uh, you said banner very quick, and I almost heard, uh, as for the bear in this event, and I was like, okay, you have my interest. But no, that's no. The bad.
1: bears were the children of Ursus event ages yes. ago, and I got Rosa. She's fantastic. I love her. Yes. Um. Uh, as for W, so right now W is an AOE sniper, which basically means she's got a she's got a forty millimeter grenade launcher. She's got a forty bike bike. Um. Now. The gold star for that is the five-star AOE sniper, Meteorite. I bought her from the distinction shop, and those were 45 distinctions. Very well spent. Meteorite is a beast. Mm -hmm. Um, W is not an upgrade to Meteorite. Uh, She can be question mark kind of, sort of, but they actually do two different things. Uh, Meteorite is about raw damage. She just throws grenades downrange, and they explode good
2: raw damage and stuns
1: meteorite well can't that's just stun. oh I'm
2: sorry Wrong one person I thought you said, I thought you were talking about w my bad continue well that's just not gravy anymore
1: <laughs> <laughs> meteorite on her skill 2 does have a defense down debuff but that's yeah. not really that great there's better um Whereas W is a lot trickier. She's a lot more technical of a unit. She does technically hit harder in some circumstances, though Meteorite can out-DPS her in in circumstances that are ideal specifically to Meteorite. But um, the trick with W is she has a lot of crowd control and stuns and then has a permanent global uh, talent, which causes stunned enemies to take a ton more damage. Which obviously synergizes well with anything that can hit things that she stunned, as well as her own damage, because the stun goes off before the explosions do. Um, Her premier skills, she has two that are, she has two two of her three skills are really, really good. Uh, Skill two is she just arbitrarily throws a lot of mines around. Uh, They can spawn in any free square in her damage range, and will trigger and explode and stun. And then she's got her D twelve, which is her sticky bombs, which will target three or four enemies within her range, apply a three second countdown to them, and at the end of that countdown, kaboom. Um, those can cascade. Uh, I put her into the Lungman to or Lungman Downtown Annihilation map, and even not at full power, D twelve will just flat out annihilate several of the enemies that just stand there next to each other for a while before they start moving because all of those explosions are hitting all of those enemies. That's another explosion. That's a lot of explosions. Um, so W is the only like W is a really 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 shiny unit. She is not I she is not vital. It sucks to skip her and I hate that you can skip her. Um Especially since, as we discovered from Dark Knight's memoir, for you Metal Gear fans out there, she's actually based very heavily on Big Boss. (laughs) Um, Which made me just love her even more. Uh, So if I missed her, I would have been very sad. But as a result of that, um, she is, at her core, essentially a side grade to the more traditional and less flashy meteorite. She can be incredible in the right circumstances, but so can any Arknight's unit. I can't think of any circumstance by which W is vital. Um Speaking honestly, if you miss those if you missed those missable units, you aren't missing that much. Grani is probably the only one with a weird enough meta that I would be like, you really wanted her. And that's an awful thing to say about W, because W is amazing, and I love her. But yeah, no, I I can't, in good conscience, say that if you missed her, you're missing out. I I can't I can't say that for real. Yeah, that's fair.
0: It's just one cog in the machine.
2: Yeah, like she's she's cool and she's shiny, mm-hmm. and she does a lot of damage. Yeah, uh, yeah, she's she's not somebody that's like. Oh yeah, if you don't have W, you're you're really hurting for anything. Although, I would argue that with the way this game is, that's generally not the case. Any or any unit, anyway. But yeah, it's um, good.
1: But there are some seriously meta units out there. Asia Fala, we've mentioned her at length. If you have her, you're oh, in yeah. good shape on a lot of stages. Um, one of my recent outright purchases. Uh, during the uh during the um. During the anniversary campaign, there was a ticket you could buy for $30, real money, that just gives mm-hmm. you a selection of pretty much any first-year non-limited uh, six-star. Which, let me buy okay. Blaze, who is also one of these, like, seriously meta units. Blaze is amazing. Blaze is amazing. <laughs> I really underestimated the first came The selection of a out. unit is good, too. Yeah, Blaze... Yeah, being able to pick who you want or need. yeah. It's $30 for a six star. The specific one you ask for. Like, I just went, I want to buy Blaze. She's 30 bucks, Worth it. So that wasn't gambling in any shape, form, or yes. fashion. I, I literally was like, I will buy this. Um, yeah, he,
0: I, it feels like it was, do I get $30 worth of enjoyment from this game? I still play regularly.
1: Pretty much. Um, and Blaze is an AoE card. She is a cat girl with a flaming chainsaw, uh, and that flaming chainsaw can become a flaming polearm chainsaw and actually increase her range while also drastically increasing her stats permanently for the remainder of her duration on the stage. My favorite strategy with her is essentially stick her behind a tank and watch things explode. It's not a bad
2: strategy. She's also quite decent at, uh, you know, just being on the front line herself
1: yeah she and can absolutely awesome like handle a chunk of enemies. Um, she isn't as sturdy as a dedicated tank. So some of the heavier hitters, she's not going to be able to withstand as readily as neon or Hoshikuma. but on the
0: other hand, flaming chainsaw polar,
1: yeah, yeah, exactly. Much. yeah. like there are very much like Asia Follow, there are very few circumstances in which blaze is a bad choice. Um, another meta defining unit was my very first unit that I got from the tutorial poll silver ash his true silver slash is ridiculous um he's probably the most skippable of those it's fun to watch him explode everything in sight but you can live without him I think I I, I dodged him for a while I didn't I think build I haven't ever actually time.
2: used him except for once where I just used him as a punching bag <laughs> for ranged enemies to attack him
1: I've used him in a couple of circumstances uh the MIDI annihilation in Twilight of Volumont. I used him on to great effect there's still some cases where i think he's good
2: no oh, i mean i know he's good i i yeah. just don't want to use him
0: <laughs>
1: fair
2: fair very fair i accept <laughs> because
1: that. he's a terrible person from what i heard
2: he's kind of let's a jerk. just say he's a douche
1: okay he's yeah he's kind of a jerk uh he's not a very nice human being but he's on your side and you you make use of that in her defense, W is also a jerk, and also on your side, so, you know. Sometimes
0: you just have to work with the drugs to make things work. Pretty much.
1: Um, so, yeah, uh, there are some meta-defining units out there. You know who isn't meta-defining? My favorite punching bag in this game, Scotty. Ooh. She's not meta-defining. She's not even very good.
2: Well, she I don't up, know that we can say that.
1: Uh, yeah. She's not interesting. She isn't interesting. She she is a stat stick. She is a block one stat stick. She you stick her in a square. She blocks one out of me and beats the crap out of it. That's what she does. Um, I feel like there are other units who do her job better, but you know she's there. Um, her swimsuit skin is just incredible because then she starts beating things up with a plush orange orca that's just amazing okay um strong yeah anyway uh scotty came up on the distinction shop um recently for 180 distinctions uh for those of you who don't remember that's the currency you get for pulling um so essentially free and i bought her i did it i went and hit the button on her um despite being very open about not really liking her and probably not going to use her, the Collector and me just couldn't stop myself, so I I, I have a Scotty now.
0: <laughs> Congratulations, son. You're all okay, <laughs> Yeah,
1: pretty much. Um, yeah, I, I have a hard time justifying that out of anything other than Collectorism, because I'm just like, I don't need her. And I'm probably
2: that waves around a giant inflatable orca to be up enemies with.
1: Yeah. yeah. Is it inflatable or is it plush? I keep hearing two different things I'm about this I'm guessing
2: order. inflatable, honestly,
1: because it's a swimsuit. Y- yeah, you'd think that makes sense, but it looks too matte to be inflatable. It looks like plush to me, like the art on it. Yeah, I guess we'll find out. It's looking
0: inflatable to me.
1: Okay. I guess it's an orange inflatable orca. Either way, it's, it's... Yes, I... There will be people beaten up by the inflatable orca, is what I'm trying to say. Getting um, slapped by a big fish. Yes. yes. There will be But yes, I,
0: I will grant it to you, seeing the artwork right now right in front of me, But it is very mad. Yeah. And it has Abyss Hunt written on the side.
1: Uh yeah, that's her faction. She's an abyssal hunter. Okay.
0: That but there's many sense.
1: factions in the in the game, and hers is only three people strong. It's her, it's uh Spectre, and its new unit Andrina, who's coming out this week. Which brings me to the new banner. Thorns. Mm.
0: Transition.
1: So this week we are getting um. This week we are getting the rerun of uh The Obsidian Festival, uh, Heart of Surging Flame. This was my favorite event before Twilight of Wallumond. Um, this was followed up by the grossly overrated and disgustingly bad story, uh, in of Brawl. But for this particular one, um, we're getting a rerun of that. We're getting some new swimsuits, uh, for, in this case, Scotty, as I mentioned, province, and, uh and platinum
0: sort of an australian summer sort of thing then. And, mm-hmm.
2: and for those of us who uh picked one of the furniture i i believe we'll be able to pick a different one so we'll be able you, to we can two. get all
1: three they're all three are going to be on the shop so you can just okay. get them all now cool um which is good because i have the one for the metal band but i don't have one for the techno artist or the rapper yeah me going for the metal band first I mean, it was a giant Marshall stack. What do you want for me? I I see an AM stack I like that, i to go complete for it. Lack of surprise. Yeah, I know, right? Um anyway, so what that ends up meaning is um we're getting that. But what happened in Hong Kong, or this this was actually something that uh got them into a bit of trouble, is they actually released a new banner, the new costumes, along with the retrospection. This was actually, like, they didn't like this because they had this new stuff, but no way to earn new Originite primes in order to buy it. Um,
0: Oh, because you don't
1: get the primes from the reclears if you already did the event. Correct. Mm -hmm. Oh... And they said they would never do this again, and to their credit, they haven't. Every time they've done a retrospection, they haven't added a new banner. They've just rerun the old one. We're not getting a rerun of the old banner. The the Schwarz banner isn't happening. We're getting Thorns instead. Okay. Um. And for whatever reason, we're actually... Well, actually, I know the reason, and I'll tell the reason in a bit. Um. We're having the same mistake. We're getting the retrospection of Heart of Surging Flame, but we're also getting the Thorns, Andrina, and Jay banner um it's not good no it's not but then today i saw why apparently they did an animated uh preview video for it and front and center in the animated preview video was in fact thorns and i can't help but think the publisher not the developer but the publisher went uh this video makes no sense and we put a lot of money into it make it make sense hmm.
0: so basically a matter of uh, investment Mm -hmm. well it's good to know that even the publisher can fall for the sun curse fantasy not just the players
1: yeah (laughs) wow that is that is a heck of a revelation isn't it yep yeah um so anyway let's talk about these units Jay is really interesting. He's a new style of specialist who's basically an anti Vanguard. He's cheap, but he also costs uh, DP as you play the stage.
0: Question. Yes. Given that his name is one letter, is he related in some
1: way to W? His name is four letters, J A Y E.
0: Oh, never mind. Proceed.
1: Yeah. Uh, J is in the name J, not the letter J. Uh, he was actually seen originally in Code of Brawl, which is weird that he appears on this one instead of Code of Brawl, as a minor NPC um, who was a fish stand uh, proprietor who managed to get himself dragged into the Bob war that was going on in Lungman at the time. Um, okay... Anyway, uh, his whole thing is he's actually a damage and heal combo. So the things he stabs, he will, much like Nightmare, uh, throw a heal at allies. And you see that in him, you see that in Nightmare, and you see that in the six-star Blemishine who hasn't come out yet. Um, Oh, no, you also see that in Philidic, the free unit from Twilight of Wallumond. What's the word we use for that? The uh, welfare unit. That's the word I was looking for, welfare
2: unit. Um. Although, to be fair, Fulonix starts as a medic, and then, you know, she can't yeah. turn into a deep, uh, an AoE caster DPS that also heals on, on hit. It's weird.
1: Yeah, uh, Jay has a heal on hit as well. Basically, he cuts up the enemy, makes a meatball out of them, which gets real weird since the vast majority of enemies you fight are humans, Um, and sends them to an enemy to heal their health, which, oh boy... The, uh, <laughs> the implications behind that are a little creepy, aren't they? Yes. Um. Very. <laughs> <we? laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, so his whole thing is unlike other units. Uh, he doesn't restore any deploy points when retreated. He will constantly absorb deploy points to the tomb of five every few seconds, which is pretty normal. Like that's, I don't want to say pretty normal, but pretty. It's cheap. That's fairly cheap. Um, if you have a decent vanguard, like Siege or Bagpipe, you're probably gonna make that no problem. I end a lot of stages with just maxed out DP anyway, so... Probably a good DP sync. Um, and pretty cool utility. We like him. Andrina is a... We You heard it (laughs) Uh, Andrina is a long-range sniper. Uh, so the same... Uh, class as Ambriel and Firewatch. Which means she'll target the lowest defense enemy in her range. She has slow attack speed. I find this type of unit fairly hard to use. Uh, Ambriel's kind of my favorite because she could actually go global range. Andrina can't. Andrina Mm -hmm. is our third um, Abyssal Hunter who finally appeared. Mm -hmm. Um, You were just talking about those. I was. Uh, and there's a couple of, like, unofficial Abyssal Hunters, but those don't, uh, those don't benefit from, uh, Scotty's talent, which increases the damage, or increases the attack, specifically attack stat, of members of the Abyssal Hunter faction. Uh, so now that includes a third person, the form of Vandrina, whereas the unofficial ones like Blue Poison, Glaucus, and, uh, a Deep Color are not affected by this ability, to the best of my knowledge.
0: Stealth's Katie Bell.
1: Yeah. Um. And much like other members of the Abyssal Hunters, Andrina has grossly inflated attack and some measure of usefulness, but is not considered a be all end all unit. And finally Although the Grand
2: Spectre's really an interesting Abyssal Hunter.
1: Just Spectre is probably the most interesting Abyssal Hunter, yeah. Uh and finally, we have uh the number one the Grand Prize, Thorns. Thorns is a long range. Uh, sorry, not a long range. Thorns is a ranged guard. The same as Lapland or, um, or Silver Ash we just mentioned. In fact, I would describe him as large lead upgrade to Lapland, because much like Lapland, he's a sediment forget him unit. Thorns um, Thorns's best ability, you have to use it twice, but the second one becomes permanent, and it just Mm-hmm. Turns him into a machine gun who throws attacks everywhere and does arch damage on top of his physical damage. He just hits that a lot of things in his good. range really, really hard. He's not like Silver Ash, who's this big burster. He's very much about sustained damage. Um, he poisons instead of silences, which is okay. Um, poison's never really been a be all end all strat for me in this game. But I won't pretend that... Uh, I won't pretend that uh, Lapland still isn't going to see use just because of her silence ability. He is awesome. He hits like a truck, sort of. He hits like a truck in the Death of a Thousand Cuts type, similar to Exusii. Um, yeah,
0: I see. So,
1: so he will he... struggle against high-defense enemies, even with his poison. High yeah. by...
0: DPS, but through many attacks.
1: Correct. Um... Whereas Silverash is like, I have all the damage for 45 seconds, and then I'm useless. <laughs> um, okay. So, oh, yeah. That seems no. uh seems beefy. If you can afford him, pulling for thorns is not a bad idea. I actually can. I got W fairly quickly in that last banner. So, I'm going to be doing some pulls for thorns. I really like the idea behind this guy. I'd love to try him out. Um...
0: When's the stream where you're going to do that?
1: The stream where I'm going to pull for thorns? Never. I don't pull on stream. No.
0: Right. Makes sense.
1: Yeah, no, that was one of the big contributing factors to my gambling addiction back in the FFPE days, is I had to show Mm -hmm. off for the stream, and I had that, like, fear of missing out things, so I always do my pulls in private. And you want to put
0: up a show, so...
1: Yeah, exactly. So, in order to prevent myself Mm. from having bad behavior in this game, I always do my pulls in private. Uh...
0: All right,
1: And then I'll do stages and whatnot, but... Yeah. Uh. Anyway, Contact. as to the event itself, the first time we had the event, we had capsule machines, which was... I believe you compared it to the box mechanic in FFBE. Basically, the capsule machines yeah. are random, but they have a fixed overall thing and will eventually run out. So you can get everything yeah. in them. It's just what order you get them in is the random part. Um. Now, right. the original version had a permanent infinite capsule machine at the end where you could just get random stuff nothing was vital there but yeah. you could get it this version does not huh this version only has the five capsule machines so it is in oh. so because of the way the event works it is actually in your best interest to use like a spreadsheet or a guide and do the specific amount of stages you need to clear the capsule machines and then stop
0: yeah because when you have currency you don't need
1: Correct, and can't use, and it becomes a waste when you could be using that currency on other things like, um, you know, like, uh, or sorry, not that currency, the stamina on other things like mats yeah. and like, uh, and, uh, supplies. So, that's the one thing about this event that you really gotta watch out for, and I cannot stress this enough, do not overcap your currency, it's a waste. There's guides online, um, I may see about sending one over to Rana to see if we can link it in the episode description or something sounds good um so be be careful and pay attention to that
2: now do we know if the excess currency is like converted at least to lmd afterwards
1: to the best of my knowledge it is not okay i say to the best of my knowledge because i could be wrong on that one but i haven't heard anything of the sort and pretty much every every article on this i have read has said don't overcap so I'm reiterating this in that regard. Do not overcap.
2: Don't overcap. Just figured I'd ask.
1: That No, it's a good question. Um, maybe is the only answer I can give you, and it probably isn't worth it compared to the sanity you'd have to spend to get the currency in the first place. Oh, yeah, no. Um, And I guess there's one last thing to talk about in Arcanites, and that is the standard banner they announced. Uh, the six stars on it are Nightingale and Magellan. Um, I would make a serious argument this is not worth going for, despite how good Nightingale is. One, Nightingale looks like she's going to be the one on the distinction shop, so maybe do what I did the first time this event rolled around and pull on the event enough that I could actually uh, pull on the event enough that I could actually afford Nightingale on the shop, and maybe you'll be like me and get two Angelinas in two days. Um, Magellan is very very strong and very very niche Uh, Summoner supporters are real weird Uh, and I personally have never figured them out they are almost never vital Uh, their primary use is going to be in low unit runs whether that be via CC um, or uh, hard mode restrictions or something like that So, yeah, um, this standard banner is probably skippable, even if Nightingale is incredible. Also, I discovered something interesting recently, and I want to thank Geisterfuge for this information, because this really startled me. Uh, So, the one set of costumes I don't have right now in the entire game are the Halloween costumes. I'm waiting for a rerun of those so I can buy them and complete the set, and then I will have every costume in the game. Nightingale has hey. a costume, a Halloween costume. What I did not expect was her background referencing the scariest novel I have ever read in my life. The problem is this is not a very appropriate Halloween novel. The novel was Blood Meridian by Cormac McCarthy. Uh and
0: mm, that's something I know of.
1: Uh, lucky you question mark <laughs> uh this, this <laughs> I'm not much into horror so why will it take a yes well that's the thing it's not horror it's terrifying but it's not horror it's a western it's basically about the depths of depravity of the human soul and it's just a lot of rape murder genocide it's 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 hard it's a hard read mm-hmm. um of all the of all the references that, uh, that Hypergriff could have pulled out of the Aether they associated uh, Nightingale's Halloween skin with Blood Meridian Specifically the very last lines of the novel which are burned into my soul.
0: No, that much.
1: Oh boy, oh boy. It's it's like beasts of no nation or silence. These are not movies that are scary in the traditional sense, but they just do not feel good to watch. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Um, so one of two things happened with this Halloween costume. One either someone at Hypergriff googled scariest novel ever and really missed the mark on their research (laughs) or two there are some real literary nerds over there considering the amount of references and weird things they talk about and like poke at in this game i kind of feel like it's option two but
2: that was not Not something i was expecting Yeah, I mean, they they do... They reference a bunch of stuff in this game, like...
1: They do. It's crazy. Most are kind of... I don't want to say easy mode, but far more recognizable. Sure. Like, (laughs) Estina is clearly a very big Agatha Christie fan. Um... Stuff like that. Mm Mm-hmm. Again, Blood Meridian by Cormac McCarthy is kind of a deep cut of a novel. So... One of Not those... something I've ever heard of. Yeah. So that being referenced, like, I I, I, I would uh, replay the conversation for my Discord, but um, Geister showed it off, and I recognized the lines immediately. It was slightly changed to match the setting. It was about the sarcasm, them winning instead of the white man. Um, mm-hmm. But I looked at it, and I'm like, what? I know these lines, and the last line is, like, blocked. Can you... Can someone show me a picture of this? Does it say, and he says he will never die? And it says, that he sure says he will never die. Does. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, boy. Oh, boy. That was terrifying. <laughs> cool. Um. Yeah. So, like, yeah.
0: It, it's very nice uh, seeing, a think you're madly horrified by... And that you, one, all too few people know about, just drop in the list likely of places. Yep. I, uh. But one way or another, somebody that uh, works on this game has some deep cut literary reference. Or which real questionable explain... Googling skills. Yes. Which oh. would explain uh, some of uh, the darker part of the story, from what I've then.
1: yeah there's a lot of like really crazy references um specifically w is actually a lot of her character i mentioned she was inspired a lot by big boss but she's also inspired a lot by the background of the devil arcana and the tarot so a lot mm-hmm. of interesting stuff there yeah and with that a rumination on blood meridian uh that's about all i gotta say about arc knights
0: Sounds good. Then let us move on to Genshin Impact. We've just the adjustment on the overlay Genshin Impact. So there's been a lot going on. Uh, let's start with the characters because that's the shiny thing. Yep. Uh, so. Last episode, we talked about Genshin Impact. We talked about Tartaglia, aka Child. Uh, coming after him was the banner with, uh, I believe, Xing Yan, uh, which is uh, a unit I just haven't really used. Uh, it's a four star kind of a Liwei Walker Girl, uh, Fire Elemental great Greatsword user. Okay. With uh, a bit of an our Wii specialty of sorts, because uh, her shield and her ultimate, which is just damage, uh, do deal greater effects when they affect uh, two or three enemies at the same time. And apparently she's pretty cool as a physical damage dealer as well, but again, I not use her personally. Who I did use personally, and still I'm using personally a lot is Zhong Li aka the CEO of GEO (laughs) Uh, So Zhong Li is a Geo character and the second spear user in the game. Yeah the spear user Yeah and I pull for him entirely because his voice acting by Keith Silverstein is absolutely superb
1: Oh yeah, Keith Silverstein is good. No question. Yeah,
0: yeah. He's got this incredible range and uh, he goes deep. Uh, And yeah, like I didn't really plan to uh, pull for him before meeting him because the kit in itself is uh, Um. I mean, it's weird when you first look into it. But uh, between that and the trailer, uh, which, it's an interesting situation, the trailers, actually, because uh, they've released one for every five-star character releases, uh, several one in fact. One that's more story-focused and one that's more mechanic-focused. Right. Uh, they've also released one for every patch, uh, they release a lot of trailers and they are very very good. They also have good pieces of music content that is not listenable anywhere in the game. There's uh, remixes of themes that are amazing and they. Uh, there's obviously a demand for those because a lot of the times, while there's no available way to just have the music in itself for now, I hope that will change soon, but for now, there's no access to the music itself. But many creators take it upon themselves to just recreate the trailer music because it's just very, very good. Uh, anyway, Zhongli. Okay. Uh, so, the tall boy is uh, mainly a support character. Uh, he's got probably one of the most powerful shields in the game, uh, which is on a like 12 seconds cooldown, uh, and it lasts longer than 12 seconds. So, you can basically afford to just not take damage or to take a lot of damage but not take most of it and ignore completely certain mechanics just by face-taking them. Uh, he also has uh, very interesting Geo synergies with uh, uh, among other Wong and the Geo main characters because those two can deploy uh, constructs, like blocks uh, or the likes, and Zhongli, meanwhile, has a pillar that he, he can deploy it, and the pillar radiates about every second a pulse of uh, geo damage in a square around it and also there's another pulse that emanates from every single geo construct that's around it as well including those of your other characters and every single of those pulse stacks. You put three rocks and the GM main character's ultimate around an enemy, it takes four or five of those pulses every single second. And that stacks up to a lot of
1: damage. So this actually reminds me, we were just talking about how W's explosions cascade. This sounds very similar in concept.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of. Uh, except... It's not as reliable because the enemies tend to move a lot, some of them can, in, can even teleport, and um, Geo character can be a little bit fiddly to learn because the block needs to be placed to avoid, uh, say, popping an, under an enemy, lifting them up, at this point their, pathf- their pathfinding completely freezes. and. Considers when you're not there anymore, making them reset their health completely. So you need to learn to avoid that. Uh, but the rewards for it are some pretty good synergies, right? Uh, and I haven't even talked about his ultimate yet, which is just a big old chunking meteor. It deals damage in an enormous AoE. The targeting, I found out, is very good, actually. It tends to just naturally orient itself to uh, the nearest, biggest amount of targets. Oh, and it also petrifies them, which is like freezing, except people don't get out of petrification when they're hit with a great sword. Okay. But the best part about it, which is drastically underrated, is that it's on 40 energy to cast it. Most ultimates are on 60 or 80 energy. Zhongli casts a lot of meteors. There's a lot of rocks falling. In spite of all that I'm saying, and the fact that I like using him a lot, the community didn't seem to agree. Really? And so, Yeah. Uh, he was basically considered one of the l- most underpowered release. Uh, which makes sense given that before him as a reminder, Venti is still the absolute quote control uncontested champion that trivializes 80% of the game, uh, Clay is still a DPS monster, and Tartaglia is still a DPS monster. And then Zhongli is a trickier character to use. Which is kind of why I like him, honestly.
1: Yeah, there's something uh, to be said for for technicals.
0: Yeah. Uh, But a lot of people disagreed, and enough of them that actually he's going to have some changes, in fact. Some of them, honestly, pretty sick. And some of them that I really don't like. Okay. That will make him absolutely powerful, but that I really don't like, They've already been announced. They've announced a little bit before the banner rolled out uh, what they would be, in a sense. Uh, so, the changes that I like, uh, I've mentioned three powers, essentially. Mm-hmm. The pillar, the shield, and the meteor. Uh, the way it works is that the pillar and the shield are the same skill. Except when you tap it, it's the pillar that comes out and if you hold it you send out the pulse and you have the shield oh yeah by the way i didn't mention the making the shield appears deals extra damage to every single geo construct like sh- enemy shields uh, pillars and the lights so that's also a nice but after the buffs what it's g- also going to do is that if you don't have a pillar up or if more accurately, because one of his constellation, which is what you get from duplicates, uh, when you don't have the maximum amount of pillars up, uh, if you summon his shield, you also summon a pillar. Which is a nice way to condense his use. Right. And cement as a support, you can just take out, press his buttons, take back uh, to wall uh, your front liner, now protected by a huge shield okay uh, so that's very good the other thing they are doing uh which i like a lot less even though it's very powerful is that uh the shield strength and uh the damage of the meteor both at least partly in the case of the meteor scale of his hp meaning that he's emphasized to have a lot of hp at the detriment of, say, attack. Which is why uh, his uh, use of the spear is actually not that good. It's not that powerful. Even Chi-Chi deals more damage than him. Oof. Uh, so to change that, they're going to add HP scaling to everything. The shield pearls, the pillar pearls, and his spear hits. Everything will have a bit of HP scaling, And in the case of the uh, spearheads, they've shown numbers. It's probably going to at least double his amount of damage, which is very good. But I don't think every single character needs to be a main damage dealer. Right, yeah. Agreed. And I like the fact that Zhongli's utility is more survival-centric, allows you to increase your DPS in other ways via uptime, because you can stick to a boss uh, that's firing on all cylinders. Uh, So I really hope this doesn't start a trend of every single character that's not a main damage dealer uh, having a community uproar behind him. Um, But there was a second round of announced buffs that does did raise a very interesting point that I didn't consider at first, however, which is that for solo play, he's amazing, for the shield in particular, but the shield doesn't really do much at all in multiplayer. Uh, unless you have uh, the pillar and geo synergies of other characters, which isn't guaranteed, mm-hmm. you won't really have a lot of ways to help your eyes and no guarantee you're going to be the one attacked. So what they've done uh, is to simply add uh, uh, an aura around his shield that will diminish every single physical and elemental resistance by 20%. So that will be very good to have him uh, both increase his damage by basically 20% and increase the damage of everyone else in a party, giving him more of a party support for multiplayer.
2: Hmm. Okay,
0: it's very powerful, but I yeah. think that kind of design I can get behind. Also, there's going to be a buff for all the Geo characters, uh, well, all the Geo characters that have a shield. So that also includes, say, Noel, because right now uh, the Every single shield you pop has an element. And when you take damage of the shield's element, uh, you absorb it much more e- efficiently. Like, uh, say, you're taking uh, uh, 100 ice damage on a fire shield. Uh, it's the, it takes the same amount out of the shield as if you took 250 damage uh, fire damage on the fire. Right. Uh, the problem is that there's not a lot of geo damage go- going around. It's basically the cube and the shaman. That's it for the geo damage dealer. Mm-hmm. So what they're going to do, because uh, the shields are pretty much Geo's main identity, including the elemental resonance that you get when you have two characters of the same element. That's very shield dependent as well. Right. So what they're going to do is to instead make geo shield in general just better, less specialized. So they will be in the future uh, less powerful at absorbing geo element. Okay. And will be fifty percent more powerful at, at absorbing everything else, including geo itself, of course. So that's just a lot of changes. Yeah. And, uh, some interesting buff for the element as a whole. So that's a whole lot of changes announced in the meta as well, and a lot of insight in the fact that Mihoyo is reacting to communities' uh, outcries and listening and acting on problems if they come up. It's good, but may. Oversteer means or try to homogenize characters, which I'm less fond of.
2: Yeah, agreed. Like, you want characters to be good, you want them to be usable, but you don't want them to be, like, all the characters end up being the same. Like, if a game like Arknights Knights did that, you know, a lot of the charm is going to be lost out of the game, and I think a lot of the charm could be lost out of Genshin as well, just so... I played Absolutely. Genshin a fair bit for a while. I've, yeah. I haven't played it much for you know, a couple of months now, just because I yeah. haven't really had the time. Um, yeah. But I can definitely see that either just being beneficial if people kind of are willing to tamper, tamper, uh, sorry, temper their expectations um, based on you know the fact that they know that characters need to be different. Um, yes. or if they're you know if they end up just you know making everything the same and then it, it just takes a lot of the fun out of the game yeah I can see it going either way
0: and uh, besides the fact that some of his skills have uh, HP scalings and other don't kind of make building him more interesting now you can just look for the biggest HP number you can from every single one on your artifact Mm -hmm. into your damage up, and you're done.
2: Yeah.
0: So... Yeah. I mean, I personally won't complain too much because, again, uh, he's level 90, he's got a lot of talent leveled up, and I like him a lot, and he's going to do even more wonders now. Uh, It's just... Keep things in mind... Yeah. Anyway, moving on to the other characters released with them, we have another Geo character, this time a sword user, Albedo. Okay. He's the master alchemist from Mondstadt. And uh, his is a way more straightforward kid. He's not a tank, he's a damage support character. Uh, And he has an active skill that drops a flower with a huge field around it. And in this field, every now and then, uh, when you attack an enemy, it triggers the explosion that just deal a lot of damage, in a no way. And if you stand directly on the flower, whoop, you are uh, lifted up uh, a little bit. Uh, they call it the, eleva- the elevator. Uh, and then he has an ultimate that just a wave of damage in front of him that triggers a lot of the same geo explosion. Pretty straightforward characters, it seems. Seems that way. Not really one that interests me that much, so... Right now, I'm in saving mode with no precise just because... uh, Because of a change they did, I ended up doing more pulls and now I have... uh, uh beaten the devil of bad luck and got myself a a full five star team. Nice. So right now I'm more focused on level them up than on acquiring new shinies I won't use right now.
2: Uh back to character yeah. releases. Devel- yeah? Developing in that game is a big process. I mean it's a big process in Arknights too, so Yeah. yeah. It's a, that big of a surprise. That's all, that's kind of a theme in in gotchas.
0: Yeah. We'll talk about that a bit more later, actually, since that's essentially what inspired my topic of the day. Fair enough. Uh, So, after Albedo, uh, we have Ganyu, which was released, which is controversial for another reason. Uh, So, Ganyu has... uh, Actually, I'm going to describe her kit... And you will tell me if you see what's the problem. Okay. So, uh, she is an archer that specialized in aim shot. Okay. Uh, she has a way to enhance the, the damage of her aim shot. I'll describe exactly how later, but that's beside my point. Uh, then she has an E that drops uh, a deployable, here a flower, that turns enemy around. Uh the flower has it carries off her HP, and after a while, it detonates, dealing uh, damage around it.
1: This sounds familiar.
0: As for her ultimate, it's basically a big circle AoE that deals uh, damage from the sky.
1: So it's earth amber, is what it is. Uh, it's cryo amber, actually. I see cryo? Amber. I thought you said Earth. Yeah. Okay, Cryo Amber, um, okay. The two previous characters
0: were Earth. She is Cryo. Got yes. it. Yes. She is nicknamed Cryo Amber
1: for a reason. Uh, yeah, she sounds very, very similar. Yeah.
0: And uh, a lot of people take this as a diss against her, except it isn't because she's actually very good. Uh, like, the way her aim shot is uh, enhanced is that uh, she can charge her aim shot a little bit longer, and then when, he, when it hits anything, it explodes in an AoE around for additional damage. A lot of additional oh, damage. Oh, that sounds cool. Yeah. You basically don't have to aim. Okay. But if you aim, that's even better.
1: Well, and I remember one of the things that ult- broke uh, me with, uh, with Genshin was the god-awful mobile controls. This feels like it's oh, yeah. probably a lot more mobile-friendly as archers go.
0: Yeah, but I wouldn't think of her as an optimized uh, character for mobile, because even with the AoE, you're still losing on, like, a third of your damage if you don't land your shots. Mm-hmm. And if they fly past, they fly back. That's uh... fair. But uh, then she also has multiple charges uh, possible on her uh, taunt. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that part and the fact that the taunts enhance her damage and eventually even let her shoot fully charged shots instantly are constellation perks when you get the. Uh, the main difference, I think, is actually in the ultimate because he, instead of being very short lived, it's very wide, and uh, the icicles uh, fall for a long time. In fact, the cooldown of the ultimate is fifteen seconds, and it lasts for fifteen seconds. So you can have this giant uh, area of falling icicles permanently if you have enough energy recharge. That's pretty so, cool. Yeah. She is very good, and that's a problem because of the special, distinct way she is very good. Because she kind of obsoletes Amber. Mm. Mm. And that's what we call pop creep.
1: That's... yeah. Yeah, which
0: is a shame because this game does a great job at uh, making four-star units very interesting and sometimes more powerful than a lot of the five stars. In particular, Fischl and Chou are still some of the best supports in the game, and they are both four stars.
2: Mm.
0: But yeah, there's Ganyu being very good in the exact areas, uh, Amber is very good, and Basically, yeah. only reason you can you should take Amber out uh, if you have Ganyu, is either because you really like Amber, which is valid, or because uh, you face uh, Ice Elemental. Yeah, that's pretty it. much. Oh, well, gotta watch out on the unit designs because a lot of the units are very cool in uh, several different ways. And uh, there's a lot of niche that are still yet to fill. There's a lot of design space still to get. And a lot of potential from anything that the game can offer.
1: And instead, they just gave us power crapped amber. Yeah. You is... don't have
0: to make units good in the exact ways
1: yeah. existing units are good. That is, that is unfortunate. We don't... Yeah, is what we that is.
0: absolutely don't need, for instance, a 5 star unit that summons a turret that deals repeated uh, elemental damage, but also does some extra stuff. We already right. have official for that. Anyway, back to more unabashedly positive news, uh, the rest of this section. Okay. <laughs> because... Uh, They've released a new area. New area. Uh, yeah, there was between uh, the north eastern side of Liwe and the southern star, uh, side of Mondstadt a big old untextured ugly mountain. Well, now it's textured. It's less ugly. It's explorable, and it's very good. Okay. It's even got its own mechanics.
2: Okay. Cold
0: mechanics. You have, me have to. Yeah. Uh, so we have cold mechanics where you have to stand close to braziers every now and then to uh, avoid freezing to death. Right. And you freeze to death faster if you're taking a swim or standing around in a blizzard. Or both. Uh, you have a new enemies including a new system mage that ice-themed uh, a new uh, GeoVishap that's also icy. A new Ice Shaman. Ice Shield Hilly Charles. uh You even got a new domain inside it with the artifacts that are themed for uh, Hydro and uh, Cryo users. The Hydro artifact is also pretty good because it's pirate themed. You've got a pirate hat, uh, as, uh, the circlet and um, pirate hats are cool.
2: Sounds like uh, it's good for. Oh, wait, I was gonna say Beidou, Beido, but she's actually uh, no, lightning. Is She's lightning, yeah, never mind. Yeah, no,
0: uh, the hydro artifact has, uh, has a main benefit. The yeah, totally, uh, the hydro artifact's main uh, ability is that when you use your. Uh, cooldown skill, you have increased uh, attack damage. It's amazing for Tartaglia. Basically nobody else in the Hydro characters, but for Tartaglia it's the best. Uh, And the Krayo set gives increased uh, critical chance against uh, shield and frozen enemies, which I believe can stack with the elemental resonance for having two cryo characters in the same party, which is the exact same effect, which basically means that if you have uh, two cryo characters and this artifact set on, uh, and you attack a frozen enemy, you have a 70% critical chase chance if you have not a single point of crit on your character. Hmm. That's pretty good.
2: That is. So, and
0: at, that, at, at that point, anyway. you can't,
2: you almost want to go for um, crit damage as opposed to exactly. crit chance.
0: Exactly. Okay. Interesting. Uh, so, yeah. And on top of that, uh, there's also a lot of chests and puzzles. And the area is smaller than a lot of the areas we've had so far, but much more dense. There's some specific puzzles with uh, CDs that also warm you up. And so you have to follow them to keep warm. Uh, There's uh, even some sorts of world puzzles that reward you with things like a new craftable weapon type. Ooh. There's also... uh, And technically, the area is part of monstack but it obviously don't doesn't have any of the items you need to level up the animal statue. Uh, right because those are all in
2: the uh, in, in uh, area, and they
0: already gathered all of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, instead you have a crimson i guess, uh, which you get some from Chess, some from the world similar to those animalculi and you use them to level up, not a statue, but a petrified tree. Okay. And when you gather most of them, uh, you get to a certain point uh, which is not the max level of the tree. And at that point, it shifts to a reputation-like system, where every week you can get five of them by doing smaller missions until you get the tree to the max level which gives you new new wing designs Um point being there's a lot of things to do in this area and it's very well done you get some cool rewards for reaching the summit which is higher than you think and it's just it just makes me really look forward to every single new area they're going to release now because I think that's where the game shines even more than the battle systems or the character or the story. The areas are really what it's about.
1: Yeah, I do remember when I was playing that exploring and just putzing around was easily my favorite thing to do in that game. Oh yeah. Absolutely.
0: And it's the favorite of a lot of players, and they still got it. Awesome. Uh, and what made this part even more interesting is that its release was part of the second major event. Uh, so, we've already covered uh, what I would call minor event in this show, things like uh, the elemental crucible, which is just a very small-scale event mm-hmm. of some sort. Uh, and now we've had uh, some major events which are much cooler. Uh, they do things like Changed the world a little with, uh, or unrecognised stars, which was the first event. Uh, it was about a meteor shower that put uh, the people who touched the meteorites to a nightmare sleep they couldn't wake up from. Mm-hmm. And there were some camps deployed to uh, take a hold and try to handle the situation. The world changed a little Uh, and then you had to uh, go to Mona uh, for her to practice astrology so you could spot some of the points where the meteorites fell and take them before hapless victims did. Uh, There were several phases to the event, uh, some which didn't require resin and some that did. it had the story, had a conclusion, and it even had some gratuitous pieces of UI flexes. <laughs> like the first phase of this event, you had to align part of the UI uh, according to the drawn astrological patterns in order to unlock it, which serves no purpose, which you only see once, but which
1: is just... Cool! Fair enough. I like it. Yeah. I like how gratuitous it is. Man, that's a phrase. I like how gratuitous it feels. Huh? Yeah.
0: And uh, then we've had the release of the Dragon Spine event, uh, which had you uh, carry out uh, Festering Desire, a sword exclusive for this event, uh, but that you get to keep after. Nice. Uh, With uh, full, uh, full refines that you get from the different steps of this event. And given the feedback they've received, they've even adjusted some parts of this event so that not a single part of the second event required a single point of resin.
1: Interesting.
0: Yeah. They just let you... Run the fights and grind the resources. Huh. And get everything for free. That's. It
1: was awesome. That is the most positive thing I've heard about Genshin in a very long time, to be perfectly honest with yeah. you.
0: Yeah.
2: Yep. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it Everything looks relies like it's on red and it just becomes kind of. Really a grind. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I probably um, wouldn't have minded if it had its own, like, unique to its stamina system, but even then, like. Yeah.
0: Yeah, That would certainly work. Uh, but they just went here's the event. Go. Have fun. Power up your sword which is a very good sword incidentally. Nice, In particular for Geo character it's monstrous. Uh, because it increases uh, the crit chance and damage of the E. And Geo character uses the E a lot. The E being the cooldown skill. right? Because for the Joe character, it's like on a 4 second cooldown or something crazy like that. Uh, And to make it feel even more special, during the event this weapon had a cheaper enhancement and uh, dealt uh, some had some crazy buffs according to how much of the event you cleared uh, which translated at its best to like 75% increased damage, 35% increased crit rate, 50% increased crit damage, and increased effect from one of the mechanics, uh, which is the scarlet Crystals, which deals also even more damage. So you just went and dropped little works that dealt as much damage as Zhongli's Meteor as the main character every four seconds. It's
1: great. That sounds really good, yeah.
0: Yeah, and right now it it's interesting because the event eventually was gone, but the area remains, and so there is still the juiciest part uh, of that release. The event was just gravy on top, and it kind of reminded me of uh, uh, the Gates of Ankouage, where opening the gates is its own event, but after that you still have the wait. Right and I kind of like it as a way to make being there for the release feel special and then the what remains behind is still some pretty good stuff
2: yeah i mean from where makes me wish that i'd be able to actually participate in the event
0: yeah yeah i hope they'll re-release it at some point Uh, Yeah, which is another point that's interesting. Even on the minor event, uh, we basically didn't have, don't have any repeat yet. Even for the minor stuff, we didn't have things like, here's another elemental crucible. Or here's another flight challenge. We've had every single minor event a new thing.
1: I've heard some bad things about the delivery event, though.
0: Uh, yeah, the delivery event was uh, something I would might not see in a game. I mean, it's pretty short, but it's kind of frustrating when uh, you have a failed condition that don't get elemental... Uh, don't get affected by elements, and you either step on a pedal right before the end of the delivery, or it just randomly starts raining. Which you can't control.
2: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That 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 honestly was one of the things that made me just decide to put the game down for a bit. Yeah. You know, I I, yeah, I haven't stopped sure. playing permanently, but like,
0: yeah.
2: When there are things that you are completely unable to control in the event.
0: Yes. That, that just was feels bad. That was a design bad. mistake.
2: It does. Yeah.
0: But the diversity of the event is pretty good. Actually, now that I think of it, the only repeat we've had, Mm -hmm. uh, sort of, was uh, the event that just this funnily dressed guy that gave you some random stuff every week, Uh, every day of the week. I think we've had it twice now, on parallel of another actual event. And right now, it's probably one of the most interesting mini events as well. Uh, because it takes the cube buses and gives them increased expanded movesets. Oh, interesting. Have, yeah. And you have to score on them according to uh, difficulty modifiers. You have essentially like contingency contracts.
1: Okay, that's that's very interesting
0: yeah and I haven't done it yet uh, but it looks cool and it looks difficult to have it maxed out uh, because you have to do some things like uh, with diminished stats uh, uh, destroy uh, every single part of the the cube drops down also you have a two minute timer etc etc that's uh, so that goes pretty crazy, but uh, it's a nice way to flex what you have. And if you can do it with all of the modifiers, you can tone it down. Oh, yeah, by the way, also uh, the Spiral Abyss, which is the other part of what's considered end-game content for the game, right? Uh, they've also changed it uh, according to the Dragon Spine release oh. to include the uh, Frostbite mechanics Inside of Dragon, the of uh, the Spiral Abyss, uh, and they've added the new enemies as part of uh, the content. They've changed it a little bit. It's it's really cool. Right on. Yeah. But yeah. As far as the content goes, A plus all the way. Uh, no, te- not a single problem with what I've done. The character releases are probably the most contentious part. But aside from that, I've been very happy with my Genshin Impact gameplay overall. That's great to hear. I'm having a lot of fun still. And I uh, used the uh, $5 uh, monthly uh, fountain of uh, Gems sort of things. A couple of times at launch, but I haven't done it lately because it's a pain to do it without uh, going through PayPal or Google Play because I still don't have it installed on my phone. I should check if there's the IPK I can use at some point. Oh, but I still won't be able to go through Google
1: Play. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> you picked a real humdinger of a phone, as it turns out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, point being, I'm enjoying it even as a free-to-play player. That's good well, to hear. I did get an yeah, well, I did get an influx of resources on one of the part of the latest update, uh, which also added Dragon Spine, which was uh, just free rewards for leveling characters. You level characters, uh, and awaken them, and up to three thresholds. It gives you uh, a summon for the normal banner and nice. that was retroactive so i had uh, enough uh, to do uh, like 30 summons and that's how i got my chichi and my mona nice free stuff so yeah okay uh Good stuff on Genshin. Shall we move on now to the main topic of the day?
2: Yes, indeed. Sure.
0: Uh, so, what I put on here is uh, the time to usability and time to optimal use. What does the amount of grind to get the most of you, out of you? freshly pulled
2: put, Eunice, says about your game. Which is a great uh, question, because honestly... Grinding, kind of defines a lot of gotcha games and it does. kind of the the genre as a whole. It's one of the safest way to keep players in. Pretty much,
1: which, like on a personal level, and with absolutely no like business or playing justification for it, I feel like my favorite feeling of this is to get someone to actually being usable should be pretty quick. But to get someone to be like optimized should probably take a while. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. I with that. think,
0: I think one of the way that best re- uh, shows that is uh, how FFBE does it, where you get a lot of some of the resources that you need to take, say, a new new vision character you pulled to level one hundred and twenty, and to get them to EX one, which is. The usability threshold. And then you have to grind for the rest, for the skill levels up, uh, for getting them to EX Plus 2, EX Plus 3, and that takes a longer time or more resources. I think the main problem with that is that it's mostly centered on getting the resources from duplicates. Yeah. But for the grindy part of it, because right now I believe they've introduced the shot Dungeons, which actually does let you uh, run for that on some level at least. Uh, that part where you get luxury bonuses, essentially, uh, is something I'm perfectly comfortable as well taking uh, a lot more time. but. It is frustrating when you pull a character. In particular, it did that a lot in World of Visions. It's part of what contributed to the fatigue as well with this game. When you pull a character and you go, oh, great. Then I guess that's two months of work to heal them.
1: Yeah. Um, Arcanites is actually very similar in that regard. To yeah. Get a- To get a unit to E1, Elite 1, which is, I would say, the usability threshold, though that's obviously your mileage may vary, is relatively simple. There's some grinding involved, but you could often get them there pretty quick. Getting them to Elite 2, getting them to high level Elite 2, getting their skills up, especially if you master skills, that is a much more significant process. Then there's the passive trust bonus, like it... it, It's a list. There's a list.
0: The ceiling is very hard.
1: Yes. And that makes getting a unit there to be that much more satisfying. Like, I don't have a single fully maxed unit after a year of playing. Not one. The closest I have is Siege, and she's not max level. Um, There's a lot to do. Yeah, there's a lot to do. Um... Uh, especially considering how, like, the events will often not give you certain things you need for, for, um, upgrades. It usually doesn't give, like, unit chips. Uh, we've started to see them more recently. I believe there were mm-hmm. soldier, not soldier, guard chips uh, for, uh, Twilight of Wallumond that let you promote or Not Twilight of Wallumond, sorry. Um, uh, Darkness of no that let you promote to Roca <laughs> to E1, but not to E2. Um, hmm. so it 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 uh, again, it kind of turns into a gigantic process in Arcanites Uh, by comparison to how uh by comparison to how something like FFBE works, where it, it it's a lot less complicated to get to that threshold, as you said.
0: I think a lot of what plays in FFB's favor isn't even that there's not a lot of resources that go into getting uh, a unit's usable or max out. It's that most, if not all of it, can be pre-farmed. And that you just have this stacks you can fire at uh, the new shiny thing you put. Yeah. And the ability to pre-farm... Uh, alleviate a lot of the thing, because then instead of having the frustration of having this unit you don't have, you build the anticipation of preparing for a unit you're going to have. But of course, that means that you put yourself in a mental space where you're doing work for a unit that's not guaranteed most of the time, because you still have to pull for the unit. Yeah. So it's this weird situation where the most comfortable way to prepare for a unit is also the most insidious way to prep you into needing that unit.
1: Oh, that is, that is a double-edged sword. Yeah, you can...
0: Unless what you perform is essentially universal, like yeah. metal textures... Everyone can use them.
1: Yeah, that's them definitely time. a thing that happens in Arknights. Like, yeah. I have pre-farmed for mats for units or skills before, but you always yeah. need mats of basically all kind. There is not yet have been yes. any unique mats to a character.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, only unique tokens, and those are from dupes anyway. And those don't go into character growth, they're just additional buffs on top. Yeah.
0: Uh... But I think that this uh, only really takes, uh, only really alleviates the problem, if you have enough room to do this perform. Right now, Genshin is still released recently, enough, and uh, even though the character releases are pretty slow by Gacha standard, right? uh, Once every every, uh, three weeks, uh, and the latest two banners didn't even have a four-star character on them. Uh, so that's pretty slow, and but uh, since the game is still recent and most players, uh, at the rates at which uh, the resources in particular wedging which uh, the uh, rates, don't have all of their roster maxed out. Uh, I know there's a lot of characters I still have at level 40 or 20 uh, and that I haven't touched yet. Uh, that I will want to uh, get up to level because even if they're not uh, the shiniest five-star, they still have their niche and they still have the used set Yeah. <laughs> I actually, since I don't have Ganyu, I still have uh, Amber's niche to herself. Great. Um, yeah, but uh, the point is that... You ba- you're basically still it uh, at a stage when you're playing catch-up. And I don't think that's going to last forever in this particular situation, because we're still in a game that released like three or four months ago. Uh, but right now, basically can't pre-farm uh, unless you set your... Uh, yourself into thinking, I will pull for that unit, and I will have that unit. Which you can guarantee, uh, given that there is a pity system. Uh, But this does set a flow for the amount of resources uh, you're going to invest to get the unit. And if you don't have the flow with the resources you have on hand,
1: you're going to have to pay up. Ugh. That's always the worst phrase right there. Yep.
0: <sighs> but I think that's interesting to talk about it in this, if only because it shows that even the things that aren't directly related to the gacha, like the leveling experience for a character, mm-hmm. are related to a gacha. Yeah. Yeah. It's I mean, that's design. fair, though. Yeah. Yeah. It's. Uh, the elements are reason. They're very for a reason. Yeah. Uh, character grind is a way to build up anticipation. It. Uh, I just. I. Mm, I'm just. always. Sorry to have ruined the concept of grind for you for this situation.
1: <laughs> I mean, I, I, it's hard for me not to be cynical of gotchas at this point, considering yeah, everything that happened to me with my oh yeah, no, addiction issue. So I, I just hear more of this, and I'm like, I just want to play a video game. <laughs> well, in terms of live service on Wednesday, you know, Hitman 3 finally comes out. So uh, oh, I'm death. so excited. Murder. Yes, but also ongoing content without the gotcha, which is something that yeah. I've come to Greatly appreciate.
0: Yeah. Um, I believe that's all I had to say on the topic. Anything to add on your end?
1: I'll take this as no, a no. I don't really well, have anything to add. Sorry. It was a yeah, good... I, uh, don't no, I don't have
2: anything the to add or... either.
1: Then we
0: can put a uh, wiggleman wrap it up.
1: Sounds like a plan
2: Thank to me. you all
0: very much for listening. Thank you for being there. And, uh, what was your outro phrase again?
1: Uh, We'll Training be back in? next time with more of the games you love to hate. That can stay. Okay.
0: Given <laughs> what we talked in the topic of the day, that can absolutely stay. There we go. <laughs> I'm not taking that from you. Okay. <laughs> We'll be there again in hopefully two weeks for more of the games you love to hate. Have a good one, everyone.
2: Have a good one, y'all. Bye. See you next time.